one of the questions I answered on Quora, like this difference, why it's, it seems to be easy to get into bad habits and hard into good habits, bad habits, very often they tap into our biology because what, what does checking your email? It's a dopamine hit. You anticipate a new message, something exciting, something new, uh, the same with social media, the same with, uh, when you are getting notification on your mobile, uh, ding, and you are like, oh yeah, I anticipate something. Let's, let's touch the screen. Yeah. Despite the fact that it, it won't change your life as much as next half hour of, of work, for example. Um, so it ties into your biology. That's why it seems to be so seamless. Good Friday, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ahad. Welcome to the Weekly Whistle. I am joined today with uh, a man from Europe. So I, I'm pretty excited about this because um, a lot of my guests have been either from either side of the of the continents, but not many inside of Europe unless I specifically track down people. Uh, you see a cameo of my daughter in the background, but uh, a little bit of that noise is is, is going to be fine. Uh, as long as she doesn't cry too much, we're going to be fine. So. I'm joined here by Mikal, and I'm butchering that name, so I would let him introduce it himself. Uh, but Mikal, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, on your show, Ahad. Great. So Mikal, you are known as Mr. Consistency, and uh, I want everyone and myself to know a little bit more about what does that mean and why, why consistency? Well, of course, because... I'm very consistent, yeah, and that nickname came from my friends who met with me in the online transformational contest back in 2013, so 11 years ago. And that contest, it, it was, we set our goals and all we needed to do was to show up uh, in that community once a day and give our update about our goals. So, uh, and we, we got very close there and they keep they kept following me and i started a blog where i kept posting kept posting my uh progress toward my my goals for the next year and another and another and then one friend just called me mr consistency because they've seen they they could observe how regular i was with dozens of my daily habits yes and that's quite interesting because I'm on the other side. Mikhail. I am a person who is, is, is struggling. I, I value consistency and I'm with you. I understand the value of it. I know that that's the way it should be, but it is difficult. And especially now a big life change happened in my life. The one that you're hearing in the background happened to me like six months ago. So that really throws you under the bus in terms of your systems and your automations that you enable. So I had a whole perfect morning routine. I had a whole fitness routine. I was like, you know what? Life is going well. And then my project ended uh, and I had to start searching for a new project, which is quite normal. I think it's part of me being a contractor, but I never expected it because for this project, I was there for two years. So that happened. And then this little one started growing up really fast in the start of the few months. It was very easy. My routine was still on point. I used to just uh, meditate with her in my lap, you know, and she wouldn't do anything. I would just stretch while she's uh, lying down next to me. She wouldn't do anything, but now, oh my God, it's, it's difficult. You can't sit quiet. 
she wants attention all the time. She doesn't let you go anywhere. So these things are happening all around me and life is happening to me. And I always tell people that life shouldn't happen to you. You should happen to life, right? Don't let life affect you too much. So what are your thoughts on that? That's a very philosophic question because uh, it's like going into stoicism. This is how life cannot get you, but life will always get you uh, one way or another. And if you want to have kids, well, that's the price you are paying for it. I have three kids, uh, so I know what, what you mean. And when I started my um, transformation in 2012, they were like from seven to 12, something like that. Come on, wait a year. That will be absorbing. <laughs> uh, so shouldn't, should, yeah. I would say that's um good trace of bullshit. Uh, life shouldn't happen to you. Yeah. Well, any, any should is a bullshit. Either you want it or not, and then you do it or not. That shoots has no place in your life unless you want to life in regret. Yeah, I should do, I should do that, this, and why I didn't. No, that that's not a way to to life have happy life. Uh, so I'm reading a book about stoicism, like a condensation of the whole philosophy of different philosophers in one book, and. Uh, yeah, it's right. This is how you should live uh, your life. Like this, is how you can defend yourself from those. Uh, like, like right now, I can, I, I could see your smile when you are talking about your your little one. So yes, it's it's happening to you, but it's not uh, like a tragedy. It's just part of life, and you need to, because part of uh, the stoicism philosophy is there are things you can control. There are things you cannot control. You cannot control your daughter crying. So it's just a fact, but you can control your attitude toward it. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. It's just in the background, no problemo. And we can have a, a nice talk. Yeah. And the same goes with, with uh, consistency. Whenever you can hit it uh, like a clockwork any time, that's great. But sometimes life... Uh, gets into the way and then it's actually more of our internal in interpretation of what's going on than a problem yeah because yeah. if you missed your discipline once or twice you just get back on track this is uh, an activity that inches you toward your goal so yeah so what okay tomorrow i will do it uh, tomorrow that's that's it like yesterday i I had this minor car accident. I was traveling to my son. Uh, the day wasn't uh, ideal, but today I started from my morning routine, did it all, uh, replied to a few uh, messages about my, my business. And here I am talking with you. So life is happening to you, but you can be happening to life. and. That's a very, very good advice from Stoic philosophers. Remember what you cannot control, what you control, and discern between those two and just uh, take it easy. 
I do like your philosophy. I'm I am a stoic at heart as well, right? So that's exactly where it comes from. Like life shouldn't happen to you. That's what I by what I what I mean by that is, as you said, you cannot control it. So you try to control what you can, and then let 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 the rest go. However, the way I hear to you talking, it seems like you remind me of another person that I'm uh, chatting uh, recently with about discipline, and they also talk about it very easily. They're like, it is just simple. You want to do something, you do it. You couldn't do it today, you do it tomorrow. And you do it again, and you do it again, till it becomes a habit. But I do not understand that concept because I want to do something and I want to do it every day, but I get distracted. Now, people argue with me and they say that, uh, no, it's about because you don't want it. It's your prioritization. I have zero priorities in terms of opening my emails and checking them every 30 minutes. It's just something I do. I don't want to do it. I wish I could stop. I actually put um, in my email, I can see right now in the calendar in front of me, it says check emails only twice a day, start of the day at 9 a.m. and at the end of the day at 4.30 p.m. so that I don't open my mailbox every 30 minutes to check. I even deleted the app from my phone. Yet, yet, when I'm on my computer, out of habit, I just go click and I check and I'm like, oh, nothing new. Yeah, of course, nothing new. You will get a notification when they get something, nothing, something new. And that is the problem, Mikhail. It's, it's easy. I feel like it's easy. These advices work really well for people who already have a predisposition to being consistent. They're like, you know what, for us, we need a plan. If you give them a plan, they'll do it. Hey, that in the morning, do this, 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 and you're done. For those kind of people, this works. For people like me who have plans, I have the whole routine set up, I have everything, but if something, one thing just turns a little bit off guard, I just I just spiral. And I don't spiral in the sense that I complain or something. I'm like, no, hey, I got busy doing this, I got busy doing that, I got busy doing this. My daughter started crying, my daughter pooed all over the place, and I don't have time for my routine anymore. Screw it, I'll try again tomorrow. But tomorrow the same thing happens. <laughs> and I always say, if every day life is happening to you, right, that means there's something wrong. And I believe that, and I want to accept that there's something wrong around me, but I don't know how to fix it. So, Mr. Consistency, what do you do here? Well, there are um, two sides of the coin. One are good habits, and second are uh, bad habits, like you described. Yeah, you have this bad habit of... Uh, I can recommend a great book about um, actually two books. They're both excellent. Atomic Habits by James Clear yeah. and uh, Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Yeah. Uh, I've read the, and, I think and, I've read Atomic Habits, not the other one. So I will write yeah. that down. So, uh, so Tiny Habits are about starting, uh, doing your routine very, very uh, small, very, very easy. So you'll do it. Uh, that's it. Like exercising, which is a big thing for for people. Okay, so instead of uh, I will go to the gym four times uh, a week for one hour, uh, this habit comes to I will uh, get into my uh, sweet suit in the morning. That's it. That's all you need. But if you are in your uh, sweet suit then it's more likely that you will work out. Yeah? yeah. So, and you can do it at home and, and so on. So make it very easy then because habits are formed by repetition also. And PJ uh, states that they are uh, driven by emotions, which I not really 
uh, are going. Yes, they are. So if you are frustrated about the fact that you cannot have your routine, if you are beating yourself up because you missed a day or two, of course, it's harder for you to, to continue. So if you make it easy, small, and you will have success after success after success, it's easier to develop a habit. And then bad habits. Atomic habits is, uh, well, I would discuss both sides uh, from the atomic habits uh, standpoint, because what he says in that book is that, okay, put fences between bad habits and you, obstacles, and make as easy as possible to, to do your uh, good habits, good habits, disciplines. Yeah. Uh, so in, in your case, checking this email, put two more steps into it. Like you cannot just click on the uh, icon, maybe uh, get rid of the icon, uh, whatever it put more fences between you and bad habit and then uh, my bad habit is checking new sites. So I installed in browsers uh, those website blockers. Yeah. I cannot go there. Okay, so I'm using another uh, web browser, yeah, because this is how it works with bad habits. But now it's, you know, additional step for me. I need to open up that new browser and I already know, know that Oh, okay. I'm not doing something I really want. Yeah? And so it, it, it creates this space when you can step in with your conscious mind between the stimulus and your response. And only there is, is a, a chance for sanity. Uh, otherwise you are on autopilot and you will just do it. That's one thing. The other is, yes, really try to make it as easy as possible when you are creating your habit. Then when you have your habit, uh, you can scale up. It's yeah. so much easier. Like, let's say you have a habit of doing one push-up. Come on, doing one push-up or 20 is about the same effort because you need to get on the floor, yeah, do the move. And what prevents you to do this move uh, 12 times more? Yeah, and then you, you got up. So the scale uh, is easy to, to add on when, when you already have a habit. If you are on the floor already because you don't think about it, it's just one push-up, yeah? Okay, uh, there is no resistance. Uh, then you can continue, but first you need this, uh, this habit. And um, another great thing about um, habits is that they are really a neural loops in our brain. And once you develop a good habit, it cannot be eradicated. Well, bad habit as well. Oh, that's the bad uh, side of things. But uh, once you have a habit, um, you can go back to it. Like with my push-up habit, I started when I was 15 or 16. I was doing uh, a single series of consecutive push-ups. Uh, to to the failure point yeah that was my workout and i was had been rather stopping it restarting it several times in in a decade yeah. then in 2006 i stepped on the scale and looked at it and, oh come on i need to to do more uh, so i restarted once again this habit yeah. 
And that moment I get on the floor and, and I did 40 push-ups. And here is the clue here. I already had the habit, even if I wasn't consistent with it. Well, I, I, I had been for several months and for two years, I didn't do it at all, but I had the habit. So for me, it was relatively easy because I already had a habit. Not many people in the world can right now get on the floor and do 40 habits, uh, 40 push-ups. Uh, because they don't have a habit. It's in their mind, this is like enormous effort. Yeah. For me, it was just firing up that neural loop and, and that's it. Um, and the last thing here, uh, we don't really know how long it takes to develop a habit. There is one research widely, uh, quoted and only one, and they never repeat it. And I have some negative remarks when it comes to how it was uh, performed, but it stated, uh, that was from 2008 or night in the European journal of psychology. Uh, it stated that it takes on average 66 days to develop a daily habit from 18 to 254 days. Yeah. But it also means, well, you can do your habit a few times a day. It, it's about repetition. So it takes from 18 to 200 something repetitions to actually form a habit. And there are so many myths about how long it takes mm. that people are like, okay, I, I've been doing my, my new habit for seven days. Why I didn't do on the, on the eight, yeah. I should have a habit or after 30 days or 90, whatever. But, uh, I would say. Uh, they created the whole ranch. Yeah. I would say the, the easier, the habit, the shorter, the more, the less repetition you need, yeah. the harder it is, it takes longer and you need more repetitions too. That's one thing. The other is, um, that, that's actually, uh, up to, that's up, uh, sorry, this applies to both bad and good habits. Trigger is very important. You are not doing your morning ritual because uh, your daughter robbed you of your triggers. Like you are near her instead of being like in your uh, bedroom and doing a workout, whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, you don't, you don't have the same time and then same space and your brain doesn't recognize the pattern. Yeah. So your habit, which you already developed and you performed for a long time is not released because uh, you just don't have a trigger. The good news is uh, that uh, after my practice, I'm a habit coach. I coach over 100 people. I, I read a lot about it. I experienced it on myself. Um, that habits are not just loops. I think they are more like bundles. So, you know, one loop mm -hmm. is like one circle, but many loops together is like a bundle. Yeah of wool, uh, for example. Uh, so you can have different triggers for the same habit. I have like for meditation, uh, when I introduced that habit, I was still working full time. So I did that while waiting on a train, uh, on a train platform that, that was my time for meditation. But then I started working half time, quarter time. I wasn't commuting every day. Uh, so I created different, uh, triggers for, for meditation. Whenever I 
uh, wanted a nap, I just meditated into a sleep. Uh, what else? And also, I'm a Christian, a Catholic, so I, when I'm going to, to charge for adoration, uh, it's also kind of meditation. And so I have different, at least three different uh, ways to get into the uh, the routine. Yeah. And you can figure out your own. And I would say that's my hunch because nobody does the research on it, but it's, it, it is like creating a new habit, but not because you already meditated, you already worked out. Uh, so you just need to connect that new trigger to that old loop. Yeah. So you create a, a, this beginning of the new bundle. Uh, but I would say from what you described, that's what you are suffering from and uh, this is exactly what it means that uh, life happens to you yeah okay it robs you out of your triggers yeah um i can talk about it all day so bj fogg who is from a professor from stanford university he studied behavioral change for decades and he concluded there are just three ways to change human behavior for good. One is enlightenment. Uh, so just the light from above and suddenly you are totally new person. Uh, the second one is changing your environment. Uh, so you move to a different country, a different city, you're changing a job. Uh, so for example, your commute uh, routine is, is changed all those factors can change your life in the end and the third way is to change your habits but i would say the first two ways are actually uh, pointing to that third one because what what change of environment does it robs you from your triggers so it's a like clean slate you can start uh, new habits or ditch old habits uh, that story was, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, in in Atomic Habits, that American soldiers who came back from Vietnam War, many of them were ad addicted to to heroin, cocaine, to you know, very hardcore stuff. Yeah. But when they came back, plenty of them had no trouble of ditching uh, that habit. Why? Because the environment changed triggers change, expectations of the social uh, environment changed. It wasn't uh, cool or just uh, acceptable to, to uh, get dragged. Yeah. So majority of them quit uh, this habit like that yeah. because they had no uh, triggers for their bad behavior. And enlightenment is the same. Uh, I think the most uh, well-known example is uh, Saul who became a Saint Paul exactly light from the above and he converted from being a uh, Orthodox Jew to, to a, a Christian like that but what does it mean like he stopped Orthodox Jews habits and he started Christian habits yeah so in the end, you could tell after a decade, okay, of course, he's a Christian because he uh, reads the Bible, he preaches, and so on and so on. Uh, so 
like this, this enlightenment can shift your identity, but uh, your then new habits will follow that identity, and you can be then described by your actions, by your habits, who you are. And by the way, that's the etymology of the word habit came from a monk's outfit which is habit because it it was uh, showing that okay this person has a different way of life yeah and so habit is like a way of life your actions your habits determine who you are oh, i i really loved uh, that story and i loved a lot of things that you said and i have of course a lot of follow-up questions mikhail that's that's life but uh, before we continue, uh, you already mentioned you're a habit coach, and uh, we already mentioned uh, that uh, you read you read books, but you also write books. So I do know that you've written a couple of books, and you are a habit coach for clients. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, and then I can continue my rapid fire questioning about about triggers because that topic really really interested me. Yeah, so I got back into personal development in 2012, and uh... I transformed my life through habits. I ditched all bad habits and started new ones and uh, listening, reading, watching everything. Personal development was my, uh, were my new habits. And, uh, and then I rediscovered it while uh, working on my personal mission statement that I want to be a writer. It took me a few fight attempts, uh, like starting a one blog then another and uh, trying to write fiction in polish finally i started writing uh, because my friend encouraged me after reading my blog post about it uh, non-fiction personal development stuff mostly based on my own experience what i test what is working what's not and like quoting other uh, experts in the field or other books also uh, so I wrote and published 19 books and I'm thinking like they all somehow connect to personal development and to consistency, to habits, but I, I don't, I haven't yet published anything. I mean, the, the book about habits, but I have like few hundred, if not several hundred answers on Quora. Uh, People were asking me about habits, so it's a, in the back of my mind to uh, get a bunch of them, put them to, together and publish even a series of books because there is a lot of myths, a lot of misunderstandings, what uh, habit creation or even breaking bad habits yeah. is about. Uh, yeah, so uh, those books are from different areas of my life, the things that I overcame, uh, the, the things that I applied, speed reading, overcoming shyness, uh, getting, uh, losing weight and getting in shape, uh, art of persistence, which is exactly about how to be consistent. Yeah, because exactly this question, like you are saying, uh, my three friends who didn't know each other at all, uh, in a span of uh, like few months, ask me the same question. Michal, how are you so consistent? Because they knew me before uh, and they know, they knew I, I wasn't perfect at all, even close to it. 
and then I, I change into this consistency machine. So, and like bright guys, I'm I'm uh, writing about this in my book that they were well ahead of me, and w what they were saying were exactly your words. I understand consistency is important. I just cannot do it. It's it's this this gap between yeah I know but I don't feel or or something like that. So, yeah. the art of persistence. That book is for you. Uh, I have a book about mindset uh, and uh, about creating, like connecting online, uh, networking online. Uh, so all the things I did, I applied, got some good results and shared with the world. And that's a wonderful way of, of trying to share information, especially if it's applied information, right? We have one person who does it. And I, I agree with your friends. And uh, I, I I envy how easy you show uh, consistency to be uh, because yeah, it is it is as easy as trying to define your triggers and then moving from there. But certain triggers are easier than the others, right? That is the topic. As you said, triggers can be for good habits or bad habits. Now, triggers for good habits are somehow more easier, right? If you want to scroll on social media, you don't think twice. You, there's no energy that goes into it. You just keep doing it and it's a bad habit. If you want to check your email, so easy, bad habit, right? Uh, when I, I, I'm about to prepare dinner uh, and I go to the supermarket to get uh, groceries, but I always go to the supermarket around lunchtime. So I always grab a snack before coming back. So I know that, you know what, I'll have a snack and then I will get all the stuff for dinner. But sometimes I also go in the night right before dinner just to get like a sauce I missed or something I missed. So I'm going to be cooking dinner in 30 minutes. I'm going to be eating. But because I go to the supermarket, the trigger is there. I still grab a snack on the way back and I still eat it. And I, while eating, I tell myself, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm not full right now, I, I, but I do. So bad habit triggers are so easy and this, it's so easily uh, replicable and, and reproducible. But good habit triggers, when I want to uh, stretch, I, I ask myself 10 times, I'm like, ah, and it's not like it's hard. It's not like it's hard, really. It's not that hard. It's just like, oh, I just now I have to take out the mat and I have to sit down and I have to I have to put the YouTube video on and I need to stretch or for meditation. Oh, do I need to just sit and just need to close my eyes? What if I fall asleep? Reading, I I did everything. I put my book next to my uh, night table so I can read while sleeping. I got a night light. Still, I don't do it. I while reading, I fall asleep or something. So what I I'm really curious these days is how our automatic, uh, how our psychological biases have been exploited by these technologies in forming bad habits. But for some reason, for good habits, we need to rely on willpower. For good habits, it always has to be mentality that, you know, you need to want it. I don't want to scroll social media. I don't want to eat my snack. I don't want to do any of that, but I do it. I don't want to stretch. I don't want to work out and I don't do it. And I don't get the difference. It should be the same thing. Well, it's not really true. You don't want it because you do. And and this is one of the questions I answered on Quora, like this difference, why it's it seems to be easy to get into bad habits and hard into good habits. Bad habits, very often, they tap into our biology. Exactly. Because what, what does checking your email? It's a dopamine hit. Yep. You anticipate a new message something exciting something new uh, the same with social media the same with uh, when you are getting notification on your mobile oh ding and you are like oh yeah i anticipate something let's let's touch this screen yeah mm. despite the fact that it it won't 
change your life as much as next half hour of, of work, for example. Um, so it ties into your biology. That's why it seems to be so seamless. Yeah. Because you are getting, and here it comes. Okay. You are getting the reward right after or even before you are doing your bad habit. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, you want uh, to do it because you want the reward. You want this dopamine hit. Yeah. You want this sugar hit when you eat your snack. Uh, the problem with good habits, I don't know how it is in Pakistan, but in Western culture, it's it's pretty widespread, is that we just do not appreciate ourselves. We are not used to saying, good job. Okay. Mm. Good job, Michal. That That is what you wanted to do and you did it. Well done. And this is the simplest uh, reward you can give to yourself. And you should uh, give it to yourself. So this tiny habits methodology uh, created by BJ Fogg, and part of his methodology is, okay, like the, the habit loop, trigger, routine, reward, but you need to celebrate. You need to celebrate right after you finish uh, your habit or when you are starting your habit. So you are generating this biology hack uh, for your good habit. Yeah, Because... Uh, what, what you said about your stretching. Oh, I have to get myself. Oh, uh, that's not a reward. That's not something pleasurable. Like you are not connoting stretching with, with fun or happiness or something worthwhile. Yeah. So of course it's, it's hard, but if you decide, okay, I will engineer this. Okay. I will stretch at this time in that room and, uh, after I finish, I will tell to myself, well done, a hat, or whatever is, is your reward. Yeah. So then you are getting this tiny dopamine hit and it sounds so stupid, but it's not because naturally you don't have it. You need to engineer it. Yeah. Period. That that's a very interesting point of view that you have to engineer the, the bias because the bad habits are a biological bias. And I agree with that. But engineering a bias as well as relies on you as a person, right? My question is, is there no way to hack our body to engineer that bias rather than relying on our willpower? And that's what I'm fascinated by. Because for, as I said, the predisposition to people like you who are more in tune with uh, becoming uh, consistent and then giving yourself the wins, you have a plan. As you said, engineering is also a plan. I want to engineer a trigger. I want to engineer this. I have a plan in place. And certain things work. Like I started working out again. So last year, this tiny habits uh, thing, this is what I did. Last year, I used to walk 15,000 steps a day. And I was like, I don't need to work out. 15,000 steps a day, you're consistent. I was consistent. But I did not lose weight. I was still getting bigger and bigger because I was eating more. And now this year, I was like, you know what, in 2024, let me try to now work out more and let focus less on the walking and just work out more twice, three times a day, a week. And then let's see if I can get that habit in. The month of January has passed and I have that habit in and I'm actually excited about it. When I have to go, I'm like, you know what, we're going to do this. So I work differently. Uh, for some people, it's bottom top. Like you start from the bottom, from the willpower, and then you do something. But I feel like I work the other way around that if I have a schedule, a system, a plan in place, I will somehow be more excited to do it rather than it coming from the within because I, 
I don't know about you, Mikhail, but I don't want to stretch every day. I don't want to work out. I don't want to uh, like uh, meditate or work or be consistent. I don't want to do all of that stuff because it's it's work. I would rather relax. And yes, on the other side, I don't want to do social media either. It doesn't, it's not on my phone. Emails are not on my phone. The only thing that I really, really, really want to do and I tell everyone is to eat. That's all I want to do in life. And that is something I have zero regrets about. So that's snacking there. That's why I work out because I'm like, I don't regret that. That's fine eat but the rest of it i don't want to do either but it's somehow those habits grab me easily due to my biological biases well these habits cannot grab me because i don't want to do them anyways <laughs> right okay so are you are you saying that if i give you a plan you will uh, be easier to stick with it that's what i think i i would work that would work for me that's how i feel okay. like it so um, that's another uh, thing because BJ said about the, those three factors to, to, to change your life, I, I found the fourth one, which is people. We are social creatures to the core. And it works. Uh, and it works by osmosis. So you just can switch or meet new people who are working out and it will naturally come out and you will start to work out more. That's one thing. It's like the the easiest hack in the world, yeah. but also uh, it really works. <laughs> this uh, habit coaching was called initially accountability coaching yeah. and it, it works because, and I would say for like 60% of my uh, customers, especially the, the best ones who were consistent, they didn't need my skills or my knowledge at all. They just needed a person, yeah. any person at all. They picked me and that's it. You, if you have a person that will keep you accountable or not even keep, because what could I do through the app? Yeah. Scream at them? No, <laughs> but it's this wired feeling. Okay. Someone else depends on me. Let's call it. It's a tribal thing from 10,000 years ago, whatever it is, it is. It works. Yeah. So in your case, anytime you want to start a new habit, you should be like, I need an accountability buddy or I need a crowd who does that thing and join them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think I am uh, actually veering towards that mentality now because I, I've been in this space uh, as well for a couple of years. So I also do a lot of research and read and everything. And then all of it really sometimes boils down to accountability and really annoys me because I, I am stoic, as I said, right, at heart. And stoic means you control what you can and you control what you cannot. So the fact that I cannot control my own destiny of sorts, that, you know what, I want to do this, so I should do this. No, I rather need someone else to do this. Always put me off. Always. It always... Yeah. I will change you right <laughs> now. Your wording. I cannot. Uh, I don't want. Like, it's the old uh, Henry Ford's uh, adage. Uh whether you think you can or you cannot, uh, you're right. Yeah? So you are thinking yourself into those struggles. Yeah, yeah indeed. Uh, this is how I became consistent because I wasn't. Um, life was happening to me. I had three kids, wife, daily commute of almost four hours, eight hours a job, sometimes overtime, and church community. And uh, I was overweight a bit. And... Uh, I had my bad habits, playing computer games, 
getting into fiction worlds uh, with books or, or uh, TV. So totally average Joe, what really changed me, what was my transformation, which wasn't enlightenment. Uh, it was a process. Uh, was was the mental shift. I, I read the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. <laughs> the book is like, you, I will tell you the two messages, two signs of the coin, and you'll say, of course, it, that's true. Yeah. So uh, success is a few simple disciplines repeated over time. Yes, I've heard of that. Failure, failure is a few simple errors repeated over time. Yeah. It's not one grand event. One grand event can happen or not. Or most of the time when it happens, it's a result of your small errors in judgment. Yeah. Like I tend to speed drive because this is, yeah, that's my, my small error in judgment. Yeah, I can go 10 kilometers faster. Uh, and yesterday I was a little bit too fast and there was a frost on the road and I hit the fence. Yeah. Yeah, so those small errors in judgment accumulated into one big event. Yeah. Uh, but usually those are not, it's not life. It's not that life is happening to you. It's like you decided in the past hundreds of times to check your email, your social media, and now you are a slave of it. Exactly. Right? So they accumulated into that. Uh, but why I'm talking about, when I'm talking about habits and disciplines, I, I got excited and I can talk uh, a lot uh, so we were about accountability yes i i love it i can i can speed you up a little bit uh, where we were so we were basically talking about how bad habits and good habits form over time and that only happens because i feel like i don't want to do it i can't do it and i okay so negative, negative i was words. talking about my about uh, talking about my transformation my mental yeah. transformation happened when i read that book and like the concept is like like those bright friend, friends of mine are saying, yeah, I understand it's important, but I just don't do it. How to do it? Yeah. So when I read that book, I was like, because before I read it, I thought that success is something grand. Yeah. It's exactly this one thing that is happening. Uh, you created a new Microsoft or Apple. Yeah. Uh, you won a gold medal at Olympics. Okay. So that's it. Nope. This is a few simple disciplines. Can, can it be so simple? Uh, and that's, come on, I don't recall the guy's name. Good author, Andrews. Sorry, uh, he will be robbed of uh, credibility. Uh, but it's a very, very great frame. He's like a super duper performance coach. He works with football teams and he's all about the paradigm uh, shift so and he says of course people ch are changing like that all the time it is happening on this planet it is possible so uh, an alcoholic who experienced something and he will quit drinking forever or a smoker who smoked for decades had a heart attack and that made him to stop uh but even even better, like because he, he gave that uh, example. So, uh, like a grandfather who is smoking, and now he's talking with someone about, 
oh, that guy died of, because of, of uh, lung cancer. Yeah. And this guy is like, shit, I need to stop smoking. I want to be for my grandkids. Yeah. And then he comes home and he stops smoking. And his wife is like, I was telling you 100 times and you never stopped. Yeah. And now he, he stopped. So um, that author uh, says that there are only two things that are making people to, to uh, embrace this rapid change. One, they, they hear something, they hear the concept and, uh, and they ask immediately, what's in it for me? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. That's not that. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, does it make sense? Yeah. Does it make sense? Like smoking, lung cancer. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, cause and, and consequence. It makes sense. Then it's, but what's in it for me? Meaning, can I do it? Like, because you can be like you are in this discussion with me. Oh, consistency is for you, Mr. Consistency, not me. Uh, so you don't feel that, okay, I can do it. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, and if those two things click at the same time, you have the change because you grasped. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it, it does make sense. It's a reality. And second, yeah, of course I can do it. Like millions of people are working out. Billions of people are meditating. I'm a human being. Of course I can meditate. Like, and there are people like Michal who are using very, very carefully uh, their mobiles. Uh, so I stop each time before I unlock my screen uh, and, and think of what I'm going to do uh, because this, like, I created this habit. So if there are people like him, I can do it as well. I, I just need to put the same amount of effort yeah. into it and it will be a reality for me. But you need to really embrace that idea instead of dismissing it at the very beginning. Uh, for Mr. Consistency, not for me. Let's let's look for the silver bullet. Yeah, doesn't exist. No, there is no silver bullet. Doesn't exist. No, it did. Uh, thank you so much for all of that, Mikhail. There's so much stuff and I want to keep talking, but we are at uh at time right now and i really really do like your advice i agree with you 100 uh i want to be consistent i see it how important it is i see myself doing it but i feel like for me personally i'm more predisposed to getting distracted very easily but there are a lot of tips and tricks that i heard today that i will try to implement i will see if this helps me i would see and i would keep you updated on the progress uh, of of what goes for, uh, goes well or not? Okay, let's let's do it on air. What will you change? I just want to get up on time. That's my only habit. That's what I'm debating in my other episode as well with, with the friend of mine that I'm talking to. I just want to get up on time. As you said, it's about triggers. For me, that's my trigger. I get up on time, seven thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. My work starts at nine. Those two hours are mine. My daughter wakes up around eight eight thirty. That one and a half hour is mine. If I get up on time. I will do the whole shebang. I will get up, I will meditate, I will work out, I will do everything because I know, as you said, it's a habit. I've been doing it for so long. The only thing that has changed in the last few months for me, 
after my daughter is that I have not been getting up on time because she wakes me up in the night. So because of that, once you get up at 8.30 and you're like this or at 9 and she's screaming, she wants attention and then your email box opens up and your laptop opens up and then you can't do shit. That's what I've realized. Uh, that I said all the important things in life need to be done before I open my laptop or my phone. My phone is locked till 9 a.m. Because I'm like, if I open this shit, I'm not doing anything else afterwards. So I need to do everything beforehand. And I had a good system, but now it doesn't work. So maybe like you, that's also a good habit that I want to point out that you mentioned. Just a little bit of thing, like before opening my phone, I can just be like, okay, what do I want to do here? Because for me, it's that, it's so in, ingrained in me that I just walk around and while and it's click. For everybody, it is so ingrained. That's why I, when I was thinking of it, because I knew it, it really uh, hurts my productivity and my brain. Uh, so what can I do? What can I do? And then I, I figured out a, a small, uh, yeah. so see, here, here is how it, it starts. It's not, oh, I can't do it. I'm a slave. No, it's from looking for the answers. What can I do it? And a piece of advice to you, you're waking on time. Of course, your uh, daughter is waking you up in the night, but you're waking on time starts the evening before. If you have an evening routine and get to bed, early enough uh, then the the chances for you waking up on time are much much, much higher. higher yes indeed i've heard about that and i am working on it so thank you so much mika for your time this was wonderful and i will keep you and everyone on air as my accountability partners posted on how 2024 is going so thank you so much for that and i hope you had a good one thank you everybody thank you